is the purpose for your pain? Do you have any idea how empowering that is? Yep. To take suffering, to take physical anguish, to take fear, and to turn that in to a gift that you can use to help others? Welcome to the Have It All podcast. I'm Elon Ferdman, and along with my brother Guy, we're Satori Prime. We've spent the last 16 years on a quest of mastery, and not just in business, all areas. Mastery of our finances, our bodies, our relationships, and most importantly, our minds. You see, while most people fantasize about their dream life, we went out and created it. And you bet we learned a few things along the way. So if you want to gain new skills and tools that will help you achieve the life of your dreams, well, you've come to the right place. So get ready to have your mind expanded. Implement what you learn here today, and you'll start living the life of your dreams instead of just, well, dreaming about it. So are you ready to have it all? Let's go. Well, my fellow Satorians, it has come to our attention that many of you are not yet aware of some massive news in the Satori Prime world. So let me let you in on a not so little secret right now. So Guy and I have recently created an app that you can now download on your iPhone or your Android device just by searching for Satori Prime in either iTunes or the Google Play Store. Or if you want, you can even download it directly to your desktop by going to app dot satoriprime.com and the reviews are in and they are lively things like life-changing i love the gamification i share this with everyone in my life and my favorite how is this free so if you want to join your fellow satorians in our very own exclusive community then like i said head either to your itunes or google play store and search for satori prime or simply go to app.satoriprime.com and install it on your desktop. So as soon as you join, what we're going to do is we're going to give you access not only to our amazing community, we're also going to give you access to a completely free 10-part transformational mini-series that we've never released anywhere else. And this is where you can begin to uncover all of these limiting beliefs and start upgrading them. Things like money, overwhelm, procrastination, You'll get to see how you can create accountability in your life like never before, and you'll get to experience life in a whole new way. So if you haven't done so already, come join our Satorian family today. Make sure to go download that app. And now it's time for the episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Have It All podcast. I almost actually said our old, uh, we had a performance enhancing podcast, and I was so used to saying it, so I almost said it. <laughs> I had to actually read the thing behind me going, no, Elon, it's the Have It All podcast. Um, so today, I'm really, really excited. Uh, I was just talking to Hillary, who I'll introduce to you guys here in a second. Hillary's going to share an incredible story with you, and I'm really excited to see where this podcast goes today. Um, my intention is that we get to serve a sect of humanity that I, I feel at times feel feels underserved um, and kind of left out there. I know that in the business that we run um, in coaching people, part of our business is actually helping people to run online businesses and how to start businesses. And we get emails constantly from people who have been injured at work or otherwise, and are kind of stuck at home living on disability checks and uh, are looking for answers. And so uh, when Hillary and I heard about her story, I was like, okay, we have to have her on. I love her, not only what she's doing in the world, but the mindset it took for her to get to this place 
So we're going to talk about some incredible things today. So first of all, Hillary Jastram, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. It's so a fun. pleasure to have you. Like I said in the intro, you know, I didn't mention your company name, but uh, maybe you want to just point the camera at it as, as we're saying it. This is my company here to help entrepreneurs who are chronically ill and disabled, SickBiz. Yeah, it's called SickBiz. You guys can check it out at sickbiz.com. Um, obviously, the name has a du- double entendre. Is that a thing? Double entendre? Two yes. Um, <laughs> Hillary, why don't you start by, by telling people a little bit about your life story so they kind of get the context of where we're going to take this conversation? My life story is very different from my life today. Mm-hmm. My life story is hard scrabble. It is fighting for approval, always thinking that I needed to find it outside of myself, never finding it because when you set that goal outside of yourself, you've set an unattainable goal. I felt like a kick dog many, many years. I had a debilitating eating disorder, so I was trying to control anything and anything. I was uh, in a merry-go-round of relationships because I didn't understand uh, reality, longevity, making a choice with your partner. I had no modeling. We were horribly in the grips of poverty. So I entered adulthood feeling victimized. And I felt this way for many, 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 many years. And I didn't believe I was smart until I returned to college at the age of 32. I never thought that I could accomplish much. I wanted to share so much of what was inside me, which was just this boundless love and acceptance for every single person, but I had no idea how to do it. I was a very young mother. I had three children, and everything I did was reactive. So... I continued on this way until I pretty much broke my life and I divorced for the second time. Then I found the love of my life, who is now my husband, and I fought like hell to make sure we could stay together and we learned together how to fight and how to do these things that you don't learn as children and especially children in a very difficult situation. So... Everything's moving along fine. I've got my dream job. I'm working at a large regional furniture company. I'm writing copy. I'm talking about interior design. I'm taking photos on the floor. And then I get sick. And it was a creeping sickness. I felt it in my feet first. And it just kind of felt like your feet were falling asleep. And I thought, well, that's kind of weird. My feet started swelling, which never had been a problem. Um, And then I noticed after, like, I would get out of the shower and try and dry off, I would still have wet patches that, even though my skin was perfectly dry. Um, And this evolved as the development of my illness evolved into a chronic illness. And now I am grateful that um, it was not an acute illness because the illness that I have is called transverse myelitis. Uh, 1,400 Americans are diagnosed every year. There is this much funding and research for it. So that's what they know about it. It is uh, the skinniest sister to MS, multiple sclerosis. And so 
I went through five months of not being diagnosed and hearing words like spinal tumor bandied about and, you know, cloaked words like neoplasm. And I would race to Google and, and, and learn I was dying. That's what I learned. I was dying and I went into the shell of myself. It was very dark. It was very isolating. Nobody in my family understood my children were angry with me because I didn't handle it the right way because you have no idea what you're doing when you think you're dying. You just kind of, just kind of like, I'm going to roll with it, you know? (laughs) So through all of this, what I have learned is, so I have a lesion in my spinal cord. So when you walk with me down the street, it looks like I'm a day drinker and I no longer care. Okay. Um, I used to be very self-conscious, but at my work as I got ill, and this was a furniture company, so they brought in a mini recliner because I had vertigo for seven months, and keeping my feet up helped me stabilize. Um, But what I learned in being ill so publicly, you know, I had thought that I was breaking my own stigmas. I was stopping the cycle, okay? I was being a good mother. I was doing everything I possibly could. My relationships were failing. I had no idea what I was doing. And it was because I wasn't letting people in. I thought it was. Mm. I thought it was. I was going through the motions just like a emotional psychopath, apparently, <laughs> just you know, mirroring what I saw people do, but not understanding. I never trusted anybody until I got sick. I had to break in order to heal. So every day I feel like crap 75% of the day, but you know what? I will take the physical suffering over the emotional battering that I put myself through. And I say put myself through because we all have a choice. We all have a choice to say, how long am I going to suffer? Oh boy, I was not popular with my children. Well, you're going to be as miserable as you want to be for as long as you want to be. And that sort of empowerment and learning. I mean, I I was so vulnerable. And with my husband, he was my fiance at the time. I pushed him away harder than I had ever pushed anybody because I was condemning him to a life of early retirement home, (laughs) scrabble, (laughs) not traveling, not being vital, not going after what he loved. He was uh, in the army and he used to drag me up the sides of mountains at 5 a.m. And my claim to fame was that I did not vomit on the side of the mountain because it was insane. So, Instead of him saying, you know what, I'm going to go. He said, I think it's time for me to slow down now. I had to finally be okay as me. Broken, sick, terrified. There was nothing to hide behind. And it was what I needed. It was finally what I needed. So out of all of this, so I lost my job. And I love my former employer. They worked with me and we had real honest conversations that you probably wouldn't be able to have nowadays from a legal perspective. But it was, you know, this is probably not working for you because you really, (laughs) you really, you can't do your job. And that's fair. 
that's fair. That's not them coming down on me. That's not them saying we're not going to make allowances. We're not going to try and work with you. You have to be able to do the job. So I said, okay, fine. And I went on unemployment. I had made a large share of our salary. So this was terrifying. And I went on unemployment and my whole marketing strategy was groveling. And believe me, it it can go far for you. I lost track of how many emails I sent out. I lost track of how many times I said yes. I lost track of how many jobs I took that uh, did not pay well. And I, I was the yes woman. So that's essentially what started my journey. And the more, and I just wrote about this today, when we flip your addictions, and I'm not in any way, shape, or form minimizing mental health struggles, addictions, or anything in that capacity. I'm speaking more about addictive personalities and feeding that. There are ways to feed that. So one day in 2009, as I was going through all this hell of breaking up with my second marriage and struggling to hold on to my boyfriend who had deployed to war, um, and he was gone for 11 months, and we had a long-distance relationship for three years, and I just thought, you know what? I'm finally going to see a freaking relationship through, even if he dies. I'm going to do it. Yeah. So we did it. But but one day in 2009, I thought to myself, I am so sick of me. I'm so sick of my crap. I'm so sick of hearing how everybody has it out for me and being persecuted. I'm so sick of it. Mm. I'm sick of not believing in myself. And I stopped. And I, I, I went back, actually, last year when I wrote an article, the difference in mindset is staggering. 2009, it was, do you ever feel like you're dragged behind the truck called life? Wow. <laughs> to today, change your circle, change your attitude, change your self-empowerment. So. I am so possessed of a need to talk to people and especially this very special group of entrepreneurs. So, so powerful. I wrote down a few things. One, you're, you're also, which we haven't spoken about yet. Hillary is a fantastic writer. So if you haven't been able to tell the way that she story tells, it's one of the things that she excels at and edits for, it's Ryan, Ryan's Dune, right? Yes. Yeah. Who, uh, who has an amazing, amazing blog. So um, one of the things I just wanted to offer you, because one of the things I do is I coach around language and the power of language, which I'm I'm sure you know. So you had a great line, which is very provocative, by the way. Uh, (laughs) You know, I had to break in order to heal. And that comes from a world of like there was something wrong that needed fixing and that needed breaking. And so I know even in one of the articles that I read that you wrote, where a coach had said to you the line, you know, do you think the butterfly ever wishes that he was a caterpillar again? And I would just offer that, you know, you didn't break, you just metamorphosized into something else, which now you have found, you've been able to find the beauty in. And I get that at that moment, it feels to a lot of people like they're broken and they won't be able to be fixed and things like that. And so I just wanted to bring that to light. Um, Thank you. Funny enough, you, you also said I was a yes woman, which 
I'm all for, you know, like we all have to find balance and stuff. And so obviously saying yes is, can be very draining. Somebody actually in a, in a mastermind that I was in, the question was asked, you know, how do you define success? And someone said a line that I'd never heard and I thought was so brilliant. He said, I get to say no more than I get to say yes. And I was like, <laughs> that's, you know, like when you're, it took a little bit for it to like sink in. And I was like, damn, that's really good because I know for you and me, as entrepreneurs, right? Like we're bombarded with opportunities and people knocking at your door. And when you're starting, I, I do believe that it's about saying yes. I made a whole Facebook Live about this yesterday. You know, everyone wants abundance and they want this and they want that. And the thing that's missing is them saying yes and taking action. Because when you say yes and take action, what you in essence did was you created a vessel. You weren't like, hey, universe, send me this miraculous, awesome gift, and I will just sit here and wait for it. You were like, I'm just going to take action. And I know eventually, if I keep saying yes to you, to it, to people, like the, the opportunity will show itself to me. I don't have, I'm not going to sit here and just like wait. And yes. I think that's so powerful for people to get. Yes, eventually you will be like, no, I can't do anymore. You know, like you get overwhelmed. <laughs> and there's still something to be said about taking those micro steps and taking action. So I really wanted to highlight that. And um, the last thing, and then I'll, I'll, uh, I'll bring this back to you, is you said something earlier on about playing victim. And I think um, whether people are disabled or not, you know, there's a lot of reasons for a lot of people to play victim. And one of the things I wanted to point out if you think about any movie, right, mm -hmm. or any book or any story, if there's a, if you're the victim, what does that make everyone else around you have to be? A victim needs what? A villain. Yeah. And if you're a victim, just, just think about this in your life, guys. Like if you're a victim in any area of your life, there must be a villain. So if you're playing victim, right, that makes your husband or your partner a villain. It makes your children or your boss a villain. Just by the virtue of you perceiving life that way, they now have to show up that way in order to prove your story valid. And it's sometimes like when I when we are in coaching calls and I, I show that to people, it's kind of shocking because you're like, well, they're not a villain. Like they're not bad. I'm like well, they kind of have to show up that way if you want to hold on to being right about being a victim. And it really just kind of like has you step back a little bit and go, well, I don't choose to have them be a villain, which sounds to me like, you, you know, you did with your, at the time, uh, boyfriend, fiance, and then the husband. So um, with that all being said, like you said in 2000, I think it was 2011 you had the moment where you like sick of yourself or was that 2009? 2009. 2009, Okay. It's such a monumental mind shift to go from like, I'm going to buy this story of me being a victim, everything sucks, I'm the word, blah, 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 to just flipping that switch. Did yeah. something happen? Did, did you read a book, take a seminar, work with a coach? Like what happened that all of a sudden it was like, I I'm done with this story? I think it was this encroaching pressure. 
And it really had hit a breaking point in family relationships and the perception of myself. My eating disorder was so bad that, and this was in uh, 2012, 2011, 2012. They wanted to admit me I was 93 pounds. They did what's called a 24-hour urine. And this is a super fun part is they're like, stick it, keep it in the fridge. Tell your kids don't drink it. It's not apple cider. So I was like, oh my God. And part of my <laughs> part of my disease was that I had like a hypochondriasm or hypoch- I was a hypochondriac. So it was very it was very challenging for me. But what they will find is you're starving yourself and you there are muscle gases in your urine. So your body is starting to feast upon itself. I am telling you, I was so tired of hurting. Mm. I was so tired of knocking on a door and waiting for somebody to open it and they never came. They never showed up. I was so tired of losing people because I learned that I was letting other people make me feel disposable. I'm not disposable unless I say I'm disposable. And that is the power. And once I started to open up, so I returned back to school and I worked with a phenomenal English professor in my creative writing. I had put it away. I started writing when I was four, when I wrote about a potato chip getting married. (laughs) And I kind of, I kind of put it away. I was part of an advice columnist in sixth grade, and uh, and it just, you know, I was uh, I was a feature editor in my high school, and so I just would play with it. These were little stepping stones I was playing with. Um, but this English professor, Mike Corteau, who's amazing, and he just actually had his last day, multiple decades of teaching last week. But he said to me, keep writing. You've got something here. You've Mm. got something here. He took us to the Crystal Court in Minneapolis, and he said, pick out a person and start writing about them. And I wrote about the most nondescript, gray, literal gray man, gray suit, gray face, gray everything. And I gave him a secret identity. He was a serial killer. And then I wrote it from the perspective of his wife. And that is my novel. Killing Carl that took me eight years to write because they say the first thing that you write is about you. Mm. Killing Carl represented my father, who was a horrendous person. He's not a serial killer, but he'll kill your soul, you know. He'll kill your dreams. And so uh, the personification of that and, and Mike's belief in me, it's hearing that. Somebody who actually matters in your life thinks that you could do something. Maybe you feel it. You know, I went out to Hollywood in 2002, and uh, I was flown out there uh, by an agency to interview or to audition at Paramount Studios for an NBC pilot. And I blew it. I played it so Midwestern. It was sickening. I was just... (laughs) But... My point is I was questing my whole life. I knew I wanted to reach people and help people. So flipping back to sick biz now, getting sick 
and I'm scrambling and I, and I have uh, unemployment and I'm uh, begging at the feet of uh, placement agencies. I'm considering going back to work full time knowing I can't do it. And there are people out there and I know you're out there. I know you're out there and I know you're sad. I know you're newly diagnosed or I know your condition has gotten worse. I know the support is not there, but you know what? This is the absolute best time to be alive and to be sick or chronically disabled. This is the best time. You can work remotely you have a multitude of technology at your feet. You can control your schedule. Do you have any idea how many things are written in my bed or from the couch? I tell people I do my best work in bed. So no. <laughs> there's hope. And now there's a community of people that want to help you. And I've recently joined uh, the Good Men Projects, a social interest group to continue the conversation about invisible disabilities. Mm. Um, it is estimated by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services that in 2020, there will be 157 million people who are chronically ill. That is an enormous overlap of resources that we need to provide for these people. You don't have to give up. You don't have to go down with a fight, clutching on to your old life, believing this is what I was meant for. You know what? Sometimes we have to go in the direction that we are pushed to find our brightest light. So we talk about pain and to purpose. What is the purpose for your pain? Do you have any idea how empowering that is? Yeah. To take suffering to take physical anguish, to take fear, and to turn that in to a gift that you can use to help others. So that's the community collaboration that we're building. And I'm a newbie. I've never had a nonprofit organization. My articles of incorporation just came in the mail and like I was like, woo! So <laughs> but we'll learn as we go. And when we talk about taking prescriptive action, you learn as you go. The defining point between somebody who's succeeding and somebody who is kind of stumbling along, questioning themselves, it's mindset and it's action. Yep. Period. So I just wanted to pause here for a moment and let you know that if you're someone who's ready to take massive steps in your relationships, your health, and your finances, we've created an amazing tool for you. There is an all new Satori Prime app now available in the iTunes and Google Play Store. All you have to do is go there and type Satori Prime and download it today. Now you'll immediately gain access to our 10 part mini series where we're going to delve into your limiting beliefs, your fears, and all that's been holding you back from truly living the have it all life. More than that, you'll be able to share your victories with your fellow Satorians as well as ask Guy and I for feedback about anything that's occurring in your life today. So if you've ever wanted to delve deeper into the concepts similar to the ones that we share here with you every single week, well, now you can. So just go grab the app either in the iTunes store or the Google Play store. If you want to download it to your desktop, you can also go to app.satoriprime.com and grab it there and start your journey today. And with that, let's jump back into the podcast. 
So people come to me and they say, you know, can you help me? I want to get on, um, you know, I want to get on, on on this particular large media publication. I want to write for them. Um, I want to become an influencer. I want to do those things. My answer is always the same. Every day be consistent. Do it every day. For the people who are terrified, who are listening to the voices in their own head, I want to tell you to shut those off mindfully okay as a sufferer of panic attacks which i don't really have many of anymore because i am channeling that pent-up energy into action so i'm not focusing on the physical listen i'm gonna feel like crap anyways okay i can feel like crap and shake and quiver like this board in bed or I can pick up my laptop and I can start to channel that energy. I can start to work through it. I can start to help other people. You can do the exact same thing. Whatever it is, turn off those self-doubts. I can't tell you enough. Write from a place of love and self-judgment. Take action from a, uh, from no self-judgment rather. Take action from a place of love and zero self Judgment. I don't care if you have to put one hat on that's your action hat. You literally have to have a hat that you put on. I don't care. Is it a baseball cap? Whatever. Is it a beret? Whatever. Do you feel kicky and sassy? I don't care. Put it on. It's an anchor that anchors you to what you need to do. Then you can take it off. Then you can say, oh, God, what the hell did I do? There's nothing you need to worry about. The world is not full of lions waiting to pounce and judge you. The world is mainly full of people waiting to embrace you and love you and help you. So, so good. I mean, you, you, you touch on a bunch of things that I want to highlight here. One, you know, the whole shift happened because of urgency. Um, yeah. and, and I'm, I'm a big believer that nothing in our lives, uh, whether you're sick or healthy, it doesn't matter matter nothing in our lives gets handled unless there's urgency there sure. uh, and whatever has urgency gets your attention and gets your action your brain power and thought power and all that stuff and, and puts you into action so if there's something in your life or an area in your life that you're not moving on then i would assert what you're missing is urgency and you can create that urgency you don't have to do it with a sickness you know for, mm-hmm. for some people that's their wake up call. That's kind of the line coming out of the woods and bawling you and like, all right, wake up. I, I tried to send you a bunch of messages. You didn't receive them. Here it is. Now you got to really deal with it. And so, um, you know, create your own urgency um, to your point of action. Uh, something I learned a long time ago is um, MIA, massive imperfect action will outdo perfect action every single time. Uh, talk to any entrepreneur. It's, you know, we put stuff out there first and then if it works, then we, we make it even better. But other than that, we're just constantly in a, in a state of uh, doing things. And then for those of you guys um, who don't know yet, um, you may, maybe, maybe you don't, uh, Satori Prime, we actually have an app that has a 10 part little mini series that you can grab right now for free. You can grab it on your uh, Apple device or Android device. You just go into your store, type in Satori Prime and grab it. Um, and it's all around what you were discussing, you know, how to create that mindset where those thoughts are going to be there. You're a human being. 
That's the machine. Hoping that you wake up in silence and all of a sudden those voices are gone or something like that. That's like yelling at a child for crying or uh, a dog for barking. That's what the human mind does. Mm -hmm. Being able to disassociate that from yourself and hearing it as just kind of like a TV playing in the background or a radio in the background or something like that. When you have that kind of power and then you get to choose your belief system, you get to choose your programming and what you allow to run your life and run the show. That's the kind of power and balance that, that we talk about because I've been doing this for 15 years I still have those voices. I still hear doubts. I still hear fears. It, it, it's what keeps us alive. You know, it, it's the mechanism that keeps you alive. Understanding when and where that gets a voice yeah. and that, that you get to listen to that uh, versus when you get to create from who you are as the adult that you are knowing that situation. Like you said, you know, to the brain, everything is a line trying to jump out and kill you. Like that's, that's the world that we live in. So having that power can in fact give you the strength to do all these things. And so I want to just go back to something that you said, which I love. And I say this in a bunch of my videos also, there has never been a better time mm-hmm. ever. I, I don't care what condition you're in ever. There has never been a time where you can have so many opportunities at your fingertips because of technology today to completely reinvent yourself and do it in the next three to five years. I don't care where you are. You could be sleeping in a car right now and three to five years from now, you could be living in a mansion. Like that's the world we now live in. Now, whether you buy that or not, that's completely up to you. I just know from experience And from having interviewed a whole bunch of people, like this is what's available to us. So talk more about what you help people technically with at sickbiz.com and how you're allowing people to tap into this, call it technology revolution, um, that's giving all of us this freedom. So this is a brand new business is the first thing I want to say. Yeah. Um, at this point, we have been alive for maybe about a month. And yeah, yeah and we're getting, we, I mean, we are hitting the ground running. So it's very exciting. I'm doing my fourth podcast today. We, all of our branding and uh, our website was donated. I was supposed to be wow. a type of a barter relationship, but this person will never give me any work. So I'm calling it a donation. <laughs> <laughs> it's Robert Wiseman and his wonderful branding team. He's also producing the podcast on his dime. It's amazing. It's amazing. Um, we're looking to partner with the Triumph Foundation. The Triumph Foundation was co-founded by Andrew Skinner. His wife is also a co-founder. And they help people get back to work. People who have had spinal cord injuries, in particular uh, due to disease, or accident. So mm. the the opportunity is there most definitely and we want to learn from him. So I am employing a grant writer and mm. I'm working in a sponsorship business program to um, help some of these businesses really embrace this entrepreneurial spirit 
and support our entrepreneurs. We're developing a quarterly uh, entrepreneur scholarship as well, or grant, so that uh, a vetted entrepreneurial venture, so it's not like, hey, my cousin Dave's 42 and he wants some money. I'm like, hey, there's going to be a process here, okay? (laughs) But because these are things people can actually use and put to work in their business to make a difference in their livelihood. We're telling stories of people to inspire. Mm -hmm. And so far we've had had, uh, two entrepreneur spotlights of people who are talking about triumphing over things, over personal adversities, diseases, and disabilities. And we are working with our first entrepreneur right now and helping him to write a business plan. He is raising funds for a wheelchair accessible gym. And it is a huge undertaking, Mm. um, but every service will be donated to him to help him. He is a quadriplegic and is just a phenomenal, triumphant story, successful realtor. So we're doing everything that we can in our power. And right now, that's a little madly scrambling to to find people who, you know, I'm looking for coaches. Oh, we've had two business coaches donate their time. So um, from a lifestyle perspective or mindset perspective, which is extremely helpful, and actually Armando Cruz of Rich Man is the person who put in my head that I'm a butterfly now. Mm. And he changed my perception in an hour or less. And I went on to write that article for The Mighty because I had been lying to myself and my poor husband was on the receiving end. I would say, I'm good. I'm good. I'm having an okay time sitting on the couch or doing whatever is writing, whatever. I'm going to rip all the carpet off the stairs. And I would, t- <laughs> I would test myself. I would get five minutes in. Oh, this is a terrible idea. So my <laughs> husband, oh, honey, oh, honey, I had a great Jesus. idea. My poor husband, um, who is a former construction foreman, he works for uh, Fort Snelling National Cemetery as well. So he is just hero of my heart. But he took over the project And after I talked to Armando that day and learned I was a butterfly, I learned I was okay. Mm -hmm. Since that time, I have flown for the first time to uh, meet my publisher out in California. I have a book coming out next year called Six Success, which are the entrepreneur's prescriptions for helping to turn your pain into purpose. So it's based on some of my blog, um, my blogs, but I'm adding in a prescriptive element to help people really apply the stories and the mission to their own life to find their own brand of success. But I did fly. I brought my daughter with me. She's 18, and she is just like this Amazon fiend, powerful woman. Um, I hadn't flown since I was sick. The trip down was horrendous. I t- I. I, I I swear I died for six hours and then was resuscitated. I don't know. It was awful. But I did it. I did it. I went through the airport in a wheelchair, um, you know, and it was okay. It was okay. And that's what I want people to see. I spent a lot of time hating my wheelchair. I spent a lot of time hating my cane. I spent a lot of time hating my new self. 
Okay. Mm. Maybe I love my mindset, but I hated my body. And you know what? You've got to get congruent, people. We are vessels. These are tools. That's all it is. Do you know what we do now as a family? We play wheelchair basketball. Okay. I'm out in the driveway and I'm playing with my family. It's something we never did as a family. We had the best time ever. So sometimes you might need a wheelchair, you know, sometimes you might need a cane. Sometimes you might need a walker. Sometimes you have an invisible disability that nobody can see and people are challenging you when you pull into that parking mm. spot. I'm looking at you, lady, <laughs> when I went to pick those steak bites up the other day. You don't know. <laughs> but the whole point is how you frame it. This is just a thing that you have. It could be diabetes. It could be obesity. It could be uh, anemia, alopecia. It could be cancer. It could be whatever it is, but we all have something, and it's up to us to frame it. Are you going to make it a bear in your life that chases you down the corridors, or are you going to make it a mouse? You pick it up and put it in a cage. You can visit it once in a while and feed it a little cookie. You know, that's, <laughs> that's what you can do. Do you, do you know uh, Sean Stevenson? No. Okay. You two should definitely meet. So Sean Stevenson, brilliant. I mean, super, super brilliant speaker, um, all about mindset and things like that. And uh, he was born, I don't know the name of the condition, uh, basically like bones didn't form in his body. And he's, he's maybe like three feet tall and has always been in a wheelchair. And I was at an event with him. We were in this small group mastermind and he gets up and, you know, there's like probably like 20 of us or something like that. And he goes, uh, when I look in the mirror, you know what I see? And he's, you know, just imagine like this little, little guy, with little hands. He goes, I see marketing gold. <laughs> because he's like, he's like, look, for me, when I get in front of an audience, just when I roll in and I start speaking, yeah. Every eye is on me. I don't have to do something to get your attention. I am the get your attention. And then all, all of a sudden, you know, he opens his mouth and he's brilliant. And so his whole whole angle, you know, you're, you're trying, talking about turning pain into purpose. Obviously, he's gone through a lot of pain and difficulties and things like that. And he is committed. His mission is to end suffering in the world. And it's brilliant. It's brilliant. And so um, I'd like to talk to you offline at some point about offering our programs and things like that uh, to your community. Uh, because I believe that once, once someone shifts their mind around any condition, right? You, you, you said a great line about it doesn't matter what you have. It's something that you have. It is not you. Yes. That yes. thing does not define you, right? Like I put on a shirt. I have a shirt on. The shirt is not Elon. The shirt yes. is not me. Yes. And once you find what your new purpose is, why were you handed this obstacle? Yes. For, for what purpose? To make a difference in whose life, Wayne Dyer, who God rest his soul, like is 
one of the biggest role models and mentors for me when I was growing up. And at the age of, I don't remember, he was like 70 or 72. He got diagnosed with stage four leukemia. And I remember thinking to myself, like, this is a man who for the last 40 some odd years, maybe even more at the time, has dedicated himself. was like, I'm a vessel for God. Use me in any way you see fit so that I may serve people. And went through alcoholism and, and all, all sorts of amazing things that happened in his life. And I remember thinking to myself, I'm like, on the one hand, I thought, how? How is it possible that this man is out there who's doing so much good in the world? You send him this. Like, why? Yeah. Why? He's done everything for you. And then so I'm having this thought and he talks about it, right? Because he is like, like a, this very public open figure. And he goes, I'm so his one of his things was love everything. So like love your cancer, love your disease. How can you thank this? You know, love your tumor, love your and you know, it sounds great in theory, and you're like, oh, that's okay. And then he got it. And I was like, all right, Wayne, so <laughs> you're loving your you're loving your stage four leukemia. And he said, you know what? I now have the power to be so much more empathetic to those in this situation that I feel like I can now heal even more people because this was given to me. And I'm saying now, and I got goosebumps, and like (laughs) the man healed himself of leukemia, stage four leukemia without ever once going to a doctor. And they did an autopsy on his body. He never went to a doctor. He just knew the cancer was out of his system. He went to a, like when he was died, when he died, they did an autopsy. And sure enough, there were no traces of leukemia in his body. So there's such a profound, the power of our brain. And and for any of you guys who haven't heard of this book yet, um, or any of his books, there's an author called Dr. Joe Dispenza. And he talks about, he has a bunch of different books, but it's all about the power of your brain and how you can heal oneself. So if you're in a state of, woe is me, I'm a victim, why, 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 why? You're going to create more of that. You're going to create more of that pain. And in that case, I said, right, for every victim, there's a villain. Your illness becomes the villain. Absolutely. And then you constantly going through your day fighting. Yes. And when you fight, you know, what you resist persists. So the more you fight it, the more it comes back at you with equal force. So for making that mindset shift for having the ability to find your purpose and understand how this is here to serve you, what this is here to teach you, Mm -hmm. you can make leaps like Hillary is just sharing with you, like from a place of hating life, being in hospitals, throwing everyone out of her life because she thought she was dying to this today, serving others. Yeah. helping others that to, like if you could just make that one little shift and just take that inch not figure out the whole mountain just that one inch to move forward your whole life will be completely different hillary so we're, we're kind of winding down here and i would love for you maybe from your experience like what are some resources maybe you know books or seminars or or people, things that have really, really helped you in making that, that pivot in your life. Um, 
that you think would make a difference to people? Well, here's the thing. Call myself the reluctant entrepreneur. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) My father failed multiple times at being an entrepreneur. He had the passion and the drive. He had a terrible childhood. He could never believe in himself. And he self-sabotaged himself. Uh, Connecting with Ryan Stuman was the game changer for me. Mm. Surrounding myself with people who believed in me, like my husband, and eliminating some family members that were negative and blaming, you are in control of your boundaries. Yes. You know what? Your sadness at losing people will be less than your pain at putting yourself through deliberate pain. Because when you stay, you have to take responsibility. That's a little sidebar. But it's important. So I have now edited, I'm on the sixth book of Ryan Stumann's. There is no choice, but because I've read each one like 600 times as I'm <laughs> editing it. And in addition, I've probably edited um, by this time about 20 books, all about saying yes, all about uh, coming through adversity, applying various philosophies to life overcoming disease, cancer, people pounding down mentally on other people, compartmentalizing them, making them smaller, uh, Mm. dismissing them, all of these things. They come from a multitude of books that I've edited. And um, actually last night, because uh, when I have a big day, of course I stay up late and read an entire book because, you know, who doesn't Right. I read The Child Named It. And have you read that book? I have not. I've never even heard of it. Okay, so that book is about, it's very difficult to read. That book is about the third worst case in California history of child abuse. It is torturous. You will cry. I sat in bed with the tears streaming down my face. You will relate if you come from difficult circumstances. Mm -hmm. Um not literally, figuratively, you'll feel your heart clench. But the bottom line in this book, and in any book that I touch, edit, read, whatever the case is, it is triumph. It is the triumph of the human spirit. It's the power of the human spirit. It's the power of our mind, as you're talking about, Elon. absolutely unlocking that. But to first unlock it, you have to believe it exists. That's the one shift. Stop your self-talk that is sabotaging you. Stop it for one minute, then stop it for five minutes, then stop it for 20 minutes. (laughs) Do one thing. Make these achievable goals one thing and shift that self-talk. So any book that I touch, any podcasts I listen to, your podcasts, and I also, because I'm a voracious reader, of course I read, you know, the recap of it. That makes me like super happy because I love reading. (laughs) Anything that I, I'm responsible for what goes in me, whether it's food, I'm responsible for the temple of my being, you know, which I, I was so cruel to myself. So now I'm a lot nicer. And that includes the intellectual pieces that I ingest. 
So whatever it happens to be, and I have to cite Ryan Stuman because seriously, game changer. And every single person whose book I have edited at this point, we're talking about people overcoming poverty, people overcoming addiction to become six, seven, eight, nine figure producers. We're talking about people who lived in their cars. We're talking about people who would shower at the beach. These are the people who are in my network. And I wrote an article about it. I don't need life coaches because I have like, you know, 3,000 of them. Higher <laughs> Facebook feed is encouragement. It is people lifting each other up. It is no competition, only collaboration. It is so incredibly empowering. And you can do the same exact thing because there's not a defining difference of you're more special than I am or I'm more special than you. It is that we take the time to take care of ourselves in our heads, in our bodies, when we're not indulging in the errant cheeseburger. Don't judge. Uh We do these things and we take our health, our mental health, our self-esteem very seriously. You know, you have to ask yourself, I talked to a coach this year and I had probably a two hour conversation with him. I had to decide if I was addicted to pity. Was it pity that I wanted? Was it love? Did I even know what I wanted? All I know is it gave me attention. You have to be honest with yourself. Why are you blaming other people? Why are you engaging in victimology what are you getting from it and what is at stake that is being delivered to you and when you can be honest about those things you can break a chain and you can move ahead absolutely so 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 well said uh hillary absolute pleasure how do people find out more about you read your articles connect with you Okay, so the best way to connect is probably sickbiz.com. And there you can write for us. You can share thoughts with us. We have a Facebook group that is growing. We have a Facebook page that is growing. Uh, We have a podcast, and you can connect with us on any of those levels. So that's probably the best way to get in touch. Beautiful, beautiful. Thank you so, so much for being you. you. Uh, Thank you so, so much for doing the work on behalf of others. Um, You know, sometimes God God sends you only what you can handle. And um, you've handled it with grace and beauty and found the light and love in it. Um, And now that light and love is getting to be shown on others. And uh, I hope that this podcast falls into the perfect hands at the perfect time. and uh, makes the difference that I think we both want it to. So with that, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you. Bye, everyone. We'll see you on the next uh, Have It All podcast. So one last reminder before we wrap up here today, if you haven't already grabbed the app that all of your fellow Satorians are going gaga over, then I would recommend to do it right now. Well, I guess if you're driving, maybe not just this second, But when you get a chance, go to your iTunes or Google Play Store, search for Satori Prime and download it today. You'll get access, like I said earlier, to an amazing and life-changing 10-part mini-series. And if you wanna know the clear steps to create the have-it-all life for yourself, this app is an absolute must. Like I said, and you can hear in my voice, we are incredibly excited to share it with you and be with you inside of our community. 
So we'll see you there. So that's it, my friends. That's today's episode. I just want to thank you for being part of our Have It All family and truly, truly thank you for listening to our podcast. If you'd like to help or give back in any way possible, the best way would be to share this or any other episode that you loved with your family, friends, or colleagues. And if you'd be so great as to just leave us a rating and a comment on either iTunes or Stitcher, whichever you use, that helps us tremendously. It only takes about two to three minutes of your time and would mean the world to us. Finally, I want to let you know that if you want to get even more exclusive content from Guy and I, just head over to satoriprime.com and make sure you join our mailing list. Now, I know what you might be thinking, God, not another mailing list, but I promise you, you'll only get an email or two from us per week and it will always have amazing videos and articles that I'm sure you're going to love, promise. So until next time, you can join our ongoing conversation at the Have It All Facebook group where you can let us know how we're doing and what we can do to improve. Love you all, and we'll see you on the next Have It All podcast. Have an amazing, amazing day, my friends.